everyone. I'm here today with Chris Lieber, who is the chairperson for our call committee. And I know we are all eager, excited, prayerful about our next church leader, our next pastor. And uh, everybody wants an update. We all want to kind of hear what's been going on with the call committee. And so we're hoping to be able to pick Chris's brain today. So first off, thank you so much for serving, Chris, in the capacity as the chairperson for this committee. It's so important. And I know that you will lead us well and uh, are being very prayerful throughout this whole process. And so I kind of wanted to start off with asking you, uh, what does the process look like for the call committee? What, um, what, yeah, what goes on in finding a new pastor? Yeah, thank you, Morgan. Uh, it's been a joy to serve in this capacity. Uh, although I might be the chairperson, we have a very dedicated uh, team of uh, six of us. Um, they've been all in uh, since the process has started. So it's been great whenever we call meetings or have uh, communications that need to get done. Everybody's just been right on it. So it's been a great committee. We're having a lot of fun with it. So uh, what goes on? So in mm -hmm. February, the council... Um, installed the call committee. It's um, myself, uh, Mackenzie Kirby, Joel Waters, Brian Broad, Evelyn Eldridge, and the council representative, Ashley Beckman, and then myself, Chris Lieber. So we've been uh, uh, heavily involved in this since February. So what goes on is um, after installation, we met with the uh, Senate leadership. So uh, assistant, the assistant to the bishop, Juliet, uh, helped us kind of set some ground rules. And then from there, um, we asked for our first slate of candidates. So we received that first slate of candidates. Um, we vetted those and we also did our own due diligence as going outside of the Senate process, um, seeking folks that weren't seeking a new call. So sometimes mm -hmm. the best pastors that you could get would be those that aren't looking. So that was kind of the early phase of um, the call committee and that's how things kind of got kicked off. So. Absolutely. No, thank you for saying that. And so when you're looking uh, like around for different pastors, not just looking at who the Synod provides, like is that like word of mouth or how do you hear about that? Right. And it's an excellent question. So it's word of mouth. It is, um, we ask for referrals from uh, folks that have been, you know, formerly connected to our church, uh, folks that have uh, provided information uh, for Luther Seminary, for example. That's where Pastor Marty and Steph came from was uh, Luther. And so we sought uh, some recommendations there. They don't give us direct uh, referrals. Mm -hmm. They give us people to talk to that. I know somebody that might know somebody. That uh, <laughs> So we chased a lot of those down. Um, as a matter of fact, I think we submitted over 20 different um, candidates that weren't, well, they weren't candidates, uh, 20 different pastors um, in some capacity that we felt would be a, at least a good fit to interview for mm -hmm. a leadership position at First Lutheran Fremont. It was uh, a very humbling experience. We had nobody that took us up on an interview. Uh, <laughs> do you think that was because of COVID? Well, you know, everybody wants to blame everything on COVID. Uh, yes. I think it was a combination of COVID. A lot of them were out of states and okay. uh, weren't, you know, timing wasn't right for a move to Fremont or they're in a different season of their careers. Um, so we could blame it on COVID, um, but I just think that um, uh, they were, these were stretches. These are people that were really good where they're at, and, and we knew that um, we'd be uh, blessed to be able to interview those. So in the process, the gatekeepers at the Senate had to do the, the 
the asking, which was kind of frustrating in a way. You know, we've we've uh, worked uh, relatively closely and well with the Senate, but we can't just call them and ask them. Everything has to be run through the Senate office. So, for example, mm. if we found um, a pastor in Minnesota, for example, that we would want to interview, we can't just call them and ask. We have to contact the Senate and say, hey, would you please contact um, these pastors in these communities? So then we have to wait for them to do it, and then they mm. have to say yes or no, then they get back to us. So it's a, it's quite a long process, and quite honestly, it's kind of frustrating to not be able to have direct contact. We really were told we have to play by the rules. We wanted to bend those rules a little bit. We did get permission. We did get permission <laughs> to bend them a little bit. Uh, Brian, past, uh, Bishop Moss and um, uh, the assistant Juliet have been um, helping us along, and they've allowed us to uh, uh, kind of push the limits of, of uh, those boundaries a little bit um, because we were pretty adamant about wanting the best candidates. Absolutely. No, that's great to hear. I'm glad you, you and the committee are willing to put yourselves out there and to really try to find those really good candidates because mm -hmm. that's definitely what we're wanting moving forward. Um, so then, have have you um, interviewed some different candidates? Yeah, it's, uh, so so they're called slates. So we get a slate of three candidates from the Senate at a time. These are the pre-canned ones that um, we get from the the Senate. So we've had uh, we're on our third slate. So we, we the first slate we received, we interviewed two of the three. Uh, we dismissed one right away. Just didn't look like a fit. Mm -hmm. We interviewed two of them both out of state. One um, we dismissed after the first interview. Um, tremendous person, but just didn't seem like a fit for first. The other one we asked for a second interview, out mm -hmm. of, both out of state candidates. Uh, so the uh, on the first slate, we got a second interview scheduled with um, the candidate. Um, I called to confirm the interview time and the candidate has said, you know, at this time with COVID, I just don't feel comfortable leaving my uh, existing flock. I want to take care of them, get them through this. So pulled their name out of the call process. So that was unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. Uh. Second slate, mm -hmm. uh, one of three we felt was worthy of an interview. So two were dismissed and one was um, interviewed um, and continues to be on our um I guess, in our um, group of three that we're continuing to hold. Um, so that one strong candidate interviewed very well, um, followed up on all references, visited their church, um, and um, references checked out awesome. Um, the structure that this pastor had is not a head pastor, but mm -hmm. this person was uh, a very strong associate pastor at a pretty good sized church. Uh, things were going pretty well, um, went to some of the uh, services, and after witnessing the live sermons decided that maybe not a fit, So, but um. haven't... Um, haven't ruled that out completely. So that one, yeah. um, so uh, the, the problem is, Morgan, as we have to release candidates to get a new slate. So the, the Senate has allowed us to kind of keep a couple in the uh, on deck circle for you know, lack of a better word. So yeah. Uh, so that person is kind of in limbo right now. Um, okay. Very strong candidate, just not 
100% sure yet on that one. So absolutely. So then we asked for a, the third slate. Yeah. The third slate, two of the three um, extremely strong candidates. One dismissed right away. Um, so we're in the process of second and third interviews with um, those two. Uh, one of those two we had to ask for. So even though it was a Senate slate candidate, um, that person is currently serving in a, um, a role already and we asked to interview and they agreed. So there was one case where we vetted somebody, they did agree to interview and would come to first if asked. So uh, awesome. very strong candidate. Um, then the other one came um, kind of a roundabout way. Uh, to the Senate slate after uh, a little give and take on some things, so that's where we're at um, right now with uh, what the Senate has provided. Absolutely, thank you. That's a very thorough update. I appreciate hearing that. It's exciting to hear that there there is some movement going on and mm -hmm. different things are happening. It's great to hear that update. Um, so, what are some of the main characteristics you are looking for mm -hmm. in the the committee is looking for mm -hmm. in a, in the next lead pastor? Yeah, you know, uh, it's, this is really fresh information because we literally interviewed last night off-site. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. And um, so this is this is really fresh. So, you know, obviously, I, you know, if we look back, um, we felt we were in a really good place with Marty and Steph. I think we felt that uh, uh, Jesus Christ was alive in our church. We felt that um, people were getting involved in small group Bible study. Uh, the, the, core, the four cores of our church, which are discipleship, worship, youth and children, and uh, mission and outreach, uh, we were touching all four corners of those. And uh, we want to continue that. So we felt like we had a ton of momentum. Uh, Marty and Steph uh, um, went back home, which, you know, good for them if that's... Uh, uh, but that left a lot of grieving uh, folks at First Lutheran. So we're kind of at the trending towards the mountain, you know, <laughs> up the mountain. And, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, so we lost our beloved pastors and then COVID. So, you know, we feel that we're, you know, wandering in the desert a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, and staff's doing a great job of holding things together. And we're so blessed to have the people so dedicated uh, uh, to our church right now. But we need uh, strong leadership and we need creative ideas and we need um, uh, somebody to keep that momentum going. So we can either go safe and secure or we can go uh, Christ forward and experiment and uh, look to completely uh, enhance the kingdom of Jesus Christ. What's First Lutheran's light look like in the community of Fremont? So, um, so right now it's uh, the committee is deciding, you know, we have some kind of polar opposite candidates, both really good. And yeah. uh, both, uh, I should say three, two, two are in one camp, one in a more aggressive faith forward camp. Not that the others aren't faith forward, it's just mm -hmm. more traditional. So Absolutely. So there's uh, been a lot of uh, good communication around that. Awesome. That's great. I yeah, I love hearing the vision and uh, some good things coming in the future. I'm really excited and hopeful. Um, so, what has been the main challenge for the call committee so far? I would say uh, 
quite honestly, and it's just the politics of the Senate is mm -hmm. just working through the gatekeepers uh, of the Senate. I mean, every time we get a, somebody we'd like to talk to, we can't just talk to them. We have, mm -hmm. we, we have to go through uh, the, the gatekeepers of the Senate, which that's the rules. We understand that was made incredibly clear to us. We can't <laughs> wander off the <laughs> farm and do our own thing, you know, uh -huh. uh, because... Uh, just of some history of it, it just you know once we heard Bishop Moss talk about why we can't it made sense I mean otherwise it would be just a uh, free-for-all when it came mm. to candidates. there's so many openings and so few candidates that uh, they have to keep some control so that's been very frustrating uh, yeah. COVID's a little bit frustrating is because of all the zoom meetings we've had to do so our out-of-state candidates that we started with uh, um, those were all Zoom meetings and stuff, and uh, we continue to do a lot of Zoom meetings. We're actually starting to meet live with candidates now. Um, but uh, really, there hasn't been that many frustrations. I'm sure folks are frustrated with the time it's taking, but we're really oh. trying to get this right. You know? Yes, oh my goodness, it's so much better and so much to get it right yeah. instead mm -hmm. of just rushing through it. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I cut you off there. Was there anything else you want to say? No. Okay. Uh, and then what has, last question, what has been the main joy of serving on the call committee and what has, what have you all been feeling really energized by and excited about um, moving forward? Yeah, first of all, it's a blessing to be nominated. Um, so it's um, humbling to know that the folks at First Lutheran felt enough of our group of six that they would uh, trust us with this important mission. The joy has been just the camaraderie uh, with the um, call committee. We've gotten to know each other personally. We've become friends. We've a lot of give and take and have a good time with each other and uh, um, getting to know each other's personalities. That's one thing. The other thing that's been incredibly exciting is when you see people uh, on the street or in public, they're like, hey, we're praying for you. Um, mm. You know, it's very, uh, God's in control of this whole thing. We think we might be in control, but really God's in control. And when you hear folks say that, um, um, there that we are in their prayers uh that means so much and then when you walk into church and you see the little handwritten notes of you know uh people thinking about the call committee so uh, it's a privilege to serve it's a privilege to get to know the folks on the committee even the pastors that we've potentially dismissed to read their stories mm -hmm. uh everybody has an incredible story so many potential good fits um it's it's just really uh a joy to to serve in that so, yeah, we appreciate the prayers. Keep them up because we need them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time to meet with me. It was great to hear a little update about what's going on with the call committee. Yes, thank you, Morgan. We appreciate all you do. So. special thank you to Chris Lever for taking the time to meet with me today um, and go through the update with the call committee. Um, I also wanted to mention one thing that while Chris, after Chris and I had finished recording, he kind of told me like what the next steps are and I think that, that would be beneficial for everyone to know because um, I forgot to ask him that when I was actually recording. So uh, first, the committee, the call committee has to come to a decision of a person to um, bring before the council. And so then after the call committee brings it to the council, the council kind of goes through and discusses like the nuts and bolts of um, what the job would look like for that person. So like salary and benefits, et cetera. 
And so, uh, and then it's brought before the congregation and the candidate would preach a few Sundays and kind of get to know the congregation and then there would be a full congregation-wide vote. So those are kind of the next steps. Sorry I forgot to include that in the actual interview. That's totally my fault. On to announcements. I want to start off by saying we really need volunteers for Kids Against Hunger meal packaging event. At the time of recording this, we only had one volunteer for the second shift. And so it'd be great if you signed up for the first shift, if you'd be able to stay for two shifts, um, or if you could, uh, or if you haven't signed up, if you could sign up for the second shift, we have many meals to pack and we need um, a few more hands. Uh, so if you could sign up, that would be great. The sign up is in the e-alert. So sign up genius, super easy to fill out. Um, in, or you can always just uh, email me and I can get you signed up. And those shifts are from 1130 to 1230 and then 1230 to 130. And then also this Sunday begins our fall schedule. So regeneration begins. Uh, this Sunday at 9.45 and um, all of the fall youth programming also begins on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. And so uh, fall has begun and we hope that you will participate in some of the different things we have going on. We also have the chosen Bible study or movie study and that's with Rick Strong and that's both on Zoom and in person. And um, Tracy Verba is doing a practicing prayer a small group. It's an awesome opportunity to um, grow in your faith and to uh, practice different spiritual disciplines. And um, we have the Lifehouse meal coming up on September 15th. You can sign up under the ministry opportunities on our website. Um, and that is, there's now a button on the main page of our website and you can sign up for all of our different ministry outreach opportunities on that webpage. Super easy to sign up. Um, and check out what it's all about. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.